0: You found the best place for quality internet talk
1: around the clock and around the world
0: talkzone.com
1: hey welcome back thanks for staying with us you're listening to mastering ourselves with keith and charming amber by the way if you want to talk about mastering ourselves learning how to read your body is a perfect tool Mm -hmm. to learn how
0: to master ourselves you want to take charge of your life, you want to keep yourself out of harm's way, you want to get yourself in more of your higher destiny, the way you're designed to be, right where you fit just right in life, start paying attention, listen to your body, listen to your emotions, listen to your core center self, your intuitive self, listen to the intelligence in your mind and start uh, taking better steps, even more than today.
1: Before we do the heart, I just want to say a couple of things about. For instance, um, even if you're like uh, you get bad shoes and they start causing problems, and you think, "Oh no, you know my toe isn't giving me a message; it's these bad shoes." You wouldn't have gotten the bad shoes if you didn't have the message with mm-hmm. the toe. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you um, uh, get a paper cut. And you go, oh, well, that's silly. It's just a little paper cut. But it's a message. If we would allow ourselves and discipline ourselves to get that subtle in catching the messages, we wouldn't need the broken fingers or the car
0: accidents or the cancer. We could catch it way earlier. What you might want to notice is, like, say the paper cut. Let's say there's three people working in an office and they work, you know, there day in, day out for months but one always gets the paper cuts. They all do the same kind of work. <laughs> so the one has a message coming to you know, like uh, you're at odds with life, and so you know you catch just the wrong angle of life coming back to you because you're not changing an attitude. Could be something like that. You got to look around to see what it is. Well, let me go into heart attack, heart disease. The emotional side of that, we know there's dietary problems and all that kind of thing, and a lot of it's uh, trumped up, and some of it's really accurate and whatnot, but we're going to go to the emotional, spiritual side of a lot to do, oftentimes what's involved with heart attacks, heart disease. One is you get emotionally hurt. Uh, heartbroken, a relationship, an abandonment, or that kind of thing, uh, somebody, you know, you're completely in love with them and they dump you, and you, you just don't know how to put the pieces together, and you live and you, uh, sort of are a shadow, uh, a, a reverberation of functioning, an echo of it, but you're not really in your shoes solidly, you know, because basically a big piece of you has been taken out, you know, and that's life. But part of life also is, okay, that that happened. Now we need to deal with it. So sometimes you need to love yourself. You need to get over people that you're too possessive of or too attached to and love yourself and find your own wholeness, whether the relationship outside of you is happening or not. You have your own relationship and wholeness you can have with yourself. So heart attack, heart disease, that's probably the strongest one. But there's other ones like somebody who... Is hurtful to others. They're not close enough to their heart, to the, to the higher guidance of a good, wholesome heart, a clean, pure heart. So they're hurtful to others. After a while, you don't get away with hurting others without someone, something coming back home. And a lot of times that's heart disease or heart attack in these kind of cases. One more thing here. When you're over abusive to others, uh, unheartfelt or over aggressive in life in general, you know, like, uh, some, you know, let's say motor- motorcycles, you got this quiet neighborhood and every day you got this big loud Harley or whatever coming out with no muffler, just making the whole neighborhood disrupted, you know, something like that. And, you know, I like the free spirit of the Harley, but it has its place and we should be respectful for different settings, not shattering the peace and well-being that's there. So, over-abusiveness could be in the business world, could be how you treat your kids, could be how the kids treat everyone else or your parents. That kind of thing. Heart attack, heart disease. You're listening to
1: Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, sometimes people say, well, it was just an accident. And to the, you know, like the car accident or, you know, your bike fell out from under you and you broke your leg. It was just an accident. Mm-hmm. People want to brush those away because they don't want to take in responsibly the message coming into them. And to that I would answer this. There are many, many, many stories and you have heard them yourselves in many different places. For instance, I read about a boy who fell out of a third story window. the parents thought... I mean, this was a little guy, like eight, nine years old. The parents were just sure that he was dead, right? I think they they were afar and they saw it happening. There wasn't a scratch on the little guy. And when they asked him about it, he said, well, didn't you see that golden being? He caught me and he just laid me down on the ground. You didn't see him? (laughs) You know... There are too many of these stories for us to say it was just an accident. Mm -hmm. Because when it was meant to be just an accident, indeed, it becomes just, you know, an accident that is covered. Here's another great story, uh, which I'm not gonna get into in depth, but, you know, there's the Cokeville story of the Cokeville angels that came, and these were two sick people who decided to come into a school, bring everybody... Grammar school. Yes. Little kids. Little kids. Bring all the teachers and kids into one room, and their ultimate goal was to kill all these people with this bomb that was literally going to take a square block out. Everybody would have died. And these angels came... And when the blast went off, the angels surrounded the blast, took it up out the roof, and the only people who died were
0: the two perpetrators. Now, every, can you imagine that? Everybody, a room full of kids and teachers and all that, and the only ones who died in the huge bomb blast was the perpetrators. Isn't that something? That's totally amazing. So we have kids in that blast that can tell you that you know what they saw was the angels uh, shielding the blast so it would shoot up through the ceiling and not touch anyone around them. And also they had in-laws and relatives who have passed on before telling them, go by the window, go away from yes, there. Yes, protecting them. And the
1: guy, the uh, the bomb expert that came in, he just kept shaking his head as he looked at this bomb and said, this bomb was designed to go out, not up, out. He said, how did this happen? And one of the little guys, like five, six years old, saw nine angels holding hands surrounding the bomb, and as it exploded, they carried the blast right out the roof. Now, these are profound examples of... of of where you have people that are supposed to be getting damaged that aren't. It takes you back to that little finger burn or the little finger, you know, scrape or whatever it is to tell you these things are meant to be. They're giving you a message. Here's the thing too. These messages are getting in, but they're getting in subconsciously. You know, that paper cut Every time, you know how paper cuts just irritate you? Oh they do, don't they? It's amazing. It's like you think that little thing, I mean, your conscious consciousness just keeps going back to it, you know, right. all the time, right? Here's what happens on a subconscious level. If it's on your right finger, and let's say it's on your pointer finger, every time you feel it, your subconscious mind does this. Oh, boy, we got to work on that judgment. We're still judging people, and we need to get over judging people, and I'm working on it, and I'm not doing very good at it, but I hear you. I'm supposed to be doing that.
0: Um, and it makes me irritated. and it makes
1: me irritated. I really don't want that's to. right I really don't want to, so it just keeps irritating now if it's on the, the left finger, that means it's more subconscious that means you're 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 judging people subconsciously, but you're not necessarily aware of it on your right finger if you're right handed you're judging people and you are aware of it, but you think it's a free for all I want to judge' them, I can judge' them, no problem now with that with that um Paper uh, cut is telling you is stop. Stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. You're not supposed to be doing that. Remembering, of course, that judgment is meant to be for us to judge ourselves, (laughs) not others. Right. Now, the thing of it is, if we can take this from a subconscious message to a conscious message, oh, I got a paper cut. Boy, on my right finger, who am I judging right now? Oh, jeez. I didn't even realize I was doing that. Jeez, it's Louise. Yeah, I'm I'm angry with Martha over there because she didn't take the garbage out when I wanted her to. And I keep telling her it's her job to do it. She doesn't want to do it. And gosh darn it, I'm tired of it. And you go, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to not judge. Get off of it. Now, if it's in your subconscious, it goes slower, but when we bring it to consciousness and own it and see it, then all of a sudden we've brought the lesson forefront and we can go, okay, I need to work on this and and do it now effectively. It's a total difference. You move through it way faster.
0: You know, everything on this earth is on purpose. So you find something that happens, and it's no accident that, that it happens. And I've seen myself and numerous other people that time's up. You either deal with it or we every day in your face tighten the screws and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter because time's up. You have agreed in your soul to deal with this. You must deal with it, and uh, if you're not going to corral yourself, will will make things so uncomfortable that you will really really search out and find out what's going on. You're listening to
1: Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, don't think for a moment that somebody with cancer wasn't warned ahead of time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or
1: a car accident or falling off your bike and breaking Mm -hmm. your leg. Don't think for a moment that there wasn't a Warnings given ahead of time that were uh, delivered but not received and not acted on.
0: You know, a lot of people are simply not aware that they're judging, or they have so much righteousness that, that they think they're that's right. Okay, to them, that's right. This, this is perfectly okay because they're such a jerk. But still, you're letting the tainted, filthy. Energy of judgmentalism which is condescending somebody else actually not seeing the God in them not seeing the potential but dwelling on how terrible they are so righteously you're doing that so you're judging and so you go down closer to the sewer level and you get the repercussion of that even though your assessment of the person might be quite accurate if you're festered in judging you get to have the penalty of that so, perceiving, discerning, fine. Judging means you're attached to it and you're casting judgment and a lot of lousy energy and attitude towards it. You're stuck. You're part of the problem. You know that? You're part of the problem. <laughs>
1: this one was amazing. Years ago, uh, when I was with my former husband, uh, we were in challenging times, uh, together. And I was angry with him. And, you know, I don't know that I really was that aware that I was angry with him. But all of a sudden, somebody, you know, threw this thing at me. And sure enough, it broke a tooth. And one of my ethereal guides that was coming through, my ex-husband at the time, said, why don't you look that up in the Hilarion book? He Hilarion is a channel that has several books written in, in one of them. It has, uh, body signs, I think it's called. And it has the different body parts and what the meaning is. And I looked up that specific exact tooth that had been broken.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was stunned. That specific tooth, uh, when damaged, uh, points to
0: anger at a spouse. <laughs> Oh, isn't that something? Isn't that amazing? So, you know, Charmaine went on and her and her spouse split from each other and it was really they would both agree and guides agree, spirit agrees, everything I can tell agrees. They were meant to be married and then meant to divorce. So they were meant to do that, but what about Rudy Giuliani? You know, I mean, what's going on here? And also with Rudy Giuliani, I have this lingering question. Here he's dealing with life and death, perse- prosecuting the mob. Yep. For years. In a phenomenal job. What an incredible man. Oh, oh, you know, don't you think a lot of wives, especially with the New York uppity up or a big city uppity up, the wife that would be in that kind of energy you say, I don't want, I don't want my life on the line every day or whatever. Don't you think they would want to leave him for that? And maybe that would be a good thing because maybe he cared enough about her. <laughs> you know, he's he's had a few wives, and I understand there was more to it than that, but that might be this part of what was to it. Third wife. Yeah, yeah. So Charmaine, you know, should we just flush her down the toilet, take her off the cliff, and dump her off because she got married more than once? You know, isn't that ridiculous? And think of how much, like somebody like Rudy Giuliani, tons of stuff he's done for his fellow man, put his neck on the line, did a great job, and, you know, that's maybe a lot more than a lot of us have done.
1: Okay, now let's re- represent the other side. There's too many people getting divorces. There's too many people getting loose divorces. Oh, it's so hard. And there's people that are saying after they got a divorce, if I knew now, what I, if I knew today, if work. I knew then, yeah. right, what I know now, I wouldn't have had to get a divorce because now I know how to work things out. And people are doing
0: it too fast, too loose, too easy. So there's both sides of it. The other side of divorce is sometimes people evolve past the other person, and that's they, true. They go to different places, and actually a marriage is completely dysfunctional and destructive. You know, the big point of all this is there are. There are no hard and fast rules. Right, there's different categories, but by and large, most people are dumping it without maturely dealing with it. You're
1: listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions, talking about how our bodies provide a critical roadmap. Stay with us.